From Orlando, Florida and Tulsa, Oklahoma, welcome to the 1330 Podcast with your hosts, Keith Neighbor and Brent Bailey. Pulling from nearly half a century of experience, Brent and Keith share unique wisdom and proven insight to build the leader within you. Interact with us now on Facebook and Twitter at 1330podcast or email your questions and comments to 1330podcast at gmail.com. The 1330 Podcast starts right now. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the 1330 Podcast. My name is Keith Neighbor. I'm Brent Bailey. And we would like to welcome you in to our little corner of the world. Of the intranet. Of the the (laughs) interweb. Uh, where we come in and just kind of throw our ideas out here and uh, share our hearts and share our lives with you guys and uh, try and help you uh, in the process of, of life, ministry, uh, you know, whatever it is that you're at in life, we want to try and help you out a little bit to make things a little bit better, a little bit easier, learn from our mistakes. And uh, from our successes. More importantly, our successes. You know, when you were just talking there, Keith, I, I just something just kind of popped in my head here, and that was um, some people are, are hearing some of this practical advice, and this is really what this is what we've been talking this about. This is the where the rubber meets the road. Rubber meets Brent. the road, um, but it's um, it it really is it's it's this is this is inspired by the Holy Spirit stuff. We're giving some very practical advice, and and we're not going to really do a lot of preaching on this on this podcast or anything like that. But we're sharing. God um, based, godly based principles that will work at any level, uh, business, life, ministry. But it's also uh, it's also inspired by the Holy Spirit because these worked uh, and then produced a lot of fruit. And so I, I want to say that to everybody that's listening. Uh, maybe this doesn't sound spiritual. But this is a very spiritual topics that we're talking about here because it can make what you're doing go to another level. Well, and we're not talking about things that we haven't experienced ourselves. I was listening to a podcast by Perry Noble, and if you're looking for another good podcast to listen to, I really enjoy his. Uh, maybe he'll give us a shout out on one of his podcasts. I'm sure he's on it I'm sure he's listening right now. But uh, he said that Christians are the only people in the world that will buy books from people that have no expertise but play themselves off as experts in a field. Hmm. We will buy we will buy a book from somebody on church planning that has never planted a church. Hmm. And what we are talking about, we're, we are only going to talk about things that we've experienced, right? Whether it is a success or a failure. And we will, we will share both of those with you, successes and failures. But uh, we have experience in these areas, and we're not just, you know, you know talking out of our, you know, whatever, our heads. All of and, these things came from hours of preparation and prayer. Yes, absolutely. So with that, last time we were talking about the creative process, and we are talking about meditating and mulling things over, letting things percolate on the inside of us, and that and, the highest form of thought was reflection, evaluation, and prediction. And today we're going to come in and we're going to talk about allowing others into the creative Which is process. where we started two podcasts ago. Absolutely. And, uh, uh, we finally bring it back. That's right. We're coming around the mountain, Brent. <laughs> and, and, we're, we're, we, and, and you need to understand as a leader or even in your own life, you are not the sole source of creativity. Not at all. Not even a little bit. No. Uh, we, we would put our ideas on the giant whiteboard that we talked about. And sometimes we would get planning sessions, but other times we'd just throw it up there and it would sit for a while and we'd be in the mulling over thinking about process and somebody else would walk up there and sometimes just pull out that, uh, one of those red markers or whatever 
and just write a little extra sentence over it. May, maybe if we were like, um, you know, we're going to plan a, a podcast, which we did. It wrote, we, it, we left it up there for about four years. It was um, up there for at least four years. Yeah, and it said podcast, and, and, and maybe if we wrote something like that, and somebody else could have walked over and wrote, yeah, uh, in 2014. Not that somebody did that, but it, we allowed room for that. Well, and they would come in, but it, a lot of times it was for, you know, on camps and whatever retreats or conferences, Activities whatever, or, yeah, anything yeah. that we were planning, you'd write some things up there and somebody would come along and write, you know, just write an idea up there of, well, let's do this. And there were times I would come in and there would be three or four ideas on the board that weren't there the previous day. Uh, maybe the, you know, Brent had had a, had an activity or event up there in the, in the youth area with us and the, uh, my office door was open. Somebody saw the idea and they walked in and wrote stuff. We had teenagers write ideas up on the board. Yeah, I think uh, I think one time you were talking about uh, you had written up there because it was like a little corner box that was just for future ideas. Future ideas, and I think you wrote something up there about doing a youth drama, something for I think it was junior high drama team, and it had a question mark next yep. to it. And I think somebody else came in and wrote underneath of it somebody's name, and it might have even been the person that wrote their name on there. Like I'd like to do that. Yeah. And they, and ended, they up ended up doing it. Yes, they did. Yes, they did. <laughs> so it was a great idea. It was creativity flowed. So, but as we're coming in on this, uh, there's a statement that I uh, I believe that we came up together with uh, as we were preparing for this. That when when we are going through the creative process, we have to allow others to tweak, speak, and critique the idea. It, if, if that if those three things are not happening, if they're not if we're not allowing others to speak or to tweak, speak and critique what we're doing, then it all of a sudden has become all about us. And if it, or if you just look at it this way, maybe you're not a selfish person. It's not all about you, but maybe you're just not. You don't. Maybe there's you've never tapped into anybody else's creativity to tweak speak or critique you are really missing out if you've never allowed if you've never done this with somebody yeah your your idea will be lopsided and appeal to only people like you yep the best messages that brent and i ever spoke were messages that we wrote together we started out preaching the same subject i remember when we started we we planned out we started yeah we did we did a whole year and we planned them out. And then after we preached the messages, we'd, after service, we'd sit in the office talking about, well, we, you know, this is the verse that I used. And I told this story. And I'd tell Brent, well, I told this story. And, you know, as we're sitting there looking at each other, finally, it was like, what are we doing? Yeah. We're idiots. It's like, dang it. Why didn't you tell me that before I, I went in there? I remember Brent telling me, I don't, I don't remember the message, but Brent told this awesome story. And I'm like, man, I, that would have fit in perfectly with this and then it was like, well, maybe we ought to be doing this together. And it, I believe the best messages that I preached were not messages that I wrote on my own. Oh, hands down. Were messages that, and, and they weren't messages that, messages that Brent and I wrote together. It was messages that we had other people, whether they were adult volunteers, um, teenagers, which we had some of them in there at different times, or whatever, you know, in there when we were doing that whole process where they were tweaking, speaking, and critiquing what we were doing. Uh, I remember, now, now, if you're listening to us and, and you're a, a head of a creative team or, or you're a pastor, you're probably balking at the idea of having somebody else participate in, in your preparation of a message. Or, but listen, 
you are you are only going to preach what you know and what God can say to you. But God may say it to somebody else ten times clearer than He said it, or, or you're hearing it at least. Um, you know, I, I, another a, a great kind of hero of ours, um, Ed Young, down in Dallas. We saw we were doing this, and then we saw a video of him sitting in his office writing a message with with his three associates. Yeah, it's creative team. His creative team. Yep. Uh, and they were all, and they would tell him, they're like, that's a great thought, but the way you have it written down there isn't very clear. Try this. And he would be like, oh man, never thought of that. Yeah. And, uh, and so that, that just, uh, that brings up a good point. Are you, can you get over yourself to allow somebody else to, to tweak, speak and critique what you're doing? I, I, I told this to, to Brent earlier when we were, again, when we were prepping for this, uh, we were, we were getting ready to do our, our sermon writing session where we were getting in there. Uh, we were, we were getting ready to go. We were, everybody was in my office and I got a phone call and got called to the hospital, had an emergency that I had to go. I was on call that day, needed to go to the hospital. So I sat down or actually stood up, grabbed the marker for the whiteboard and wrote down. And I just said, look, I'm just going to give you all of my ideas for this message. And I have to go. And in about three and a half minutes, I wrote down all of my ideas, which if it only took three and a half minutes, well, you can tell how many ideas that I had there. But uh, you, I, I actually remember that you you had several, but you were just doing bullet points. Yep, they weren't was, fully developed. No, not at all. It was just like, here's, here's where I'm at. And I apologized for it and said, I have to go. And I got done. It was on, you know, I, we got all done. And uh, I, I ran out the door, went to the hospital. And when I came back, there was a written message. It was all typed out. Everything was, Brent did great outlines. My outlines were awful. Um, but Brent did this wonderfully looking outline for me. It was easy to go through. It flowed well. And, uh, w- when I preached that message on Wednesday night, I had one of my volunteers come up and say, man, Keith, that is one of the best messages that you have ever preached. I, I don't know if I've ever heard you preach a better message than this. And so he started asking all sorts of, cre- uh, of ideas about, you know, the process that I went through for coming up with all this. And I just looked at him and said, man, I'm sorry, but I go, I really didn't have that much to do with this. And uh, he's like, what do you mean? And I said, well, we had a meeting where we wrote the sermon and I had to go to the hospital. I wrote a few ideas down and I planted the seeds for the message, but everybody else went in and weeded out the bad ideas and watered the good ones and really nurtured this thing to make it what it is. And he was so disappointed. He's like, man, you're not even preaching messages that you wrote. And I'm like, dude, I, I had a part to play in that. Just because my idea didn't make it, didn't make the cut, didn't mean that it wasn't a good message and didn't mean that it didn't. You just got done telling me this is one of the best messages you've ever heard me speak. The flip side of that story is is what he wrote, what Keith wrote down on the board spurred all of us that were in the ser- the session writing, which usually we use two or three older youth pastors or guys that had been in youth ministry before or had been long term volunteers, long term volunteers, and we were we saw what Keith wrote up there, and it s- spurred our thinking to go in a different direction, and so we took his ideas, we tweaked, speaked, and critiqued them. And and we're able to to morph and change, but it was the initial thought of your writing it up there is what chart what changed us and made us go in those directions to begin with. And then one of the other things that I that with creativity, um, Brent said this earlier to me, so I'm just going to read what he what he said to me, make it make me sound really <laughs> smart here, like I've got all the good ideas today. Uh, creativity for the future is 
evaluating and reflecting on the past. Absolutely. Tell us a little bit more about that, Brent. Well, you know, anytime, and you actually said it in the last podcast, you were talking about how you would be planning the predicting of what the new, the, the perfect youth service is going to look like. But in doing so, you remember what you did last time and what didn't work. Yeah. When I am at, at my church in Florida now, I have a team meeting. We do it immediately after the morning service. Sunday morning service is over. We immediately shake hands at the door, send everybody from the church off, and then I have a team of people. We go into a room, and we immediately reflect and uh, evaluate the service that just happened. Okay, so does it just scare the crap out of you to have somebody come in and evaluate your message of what your baby, what you just... (laughs) birthed in that service for, is, for somebody to come in and say, yeah, that like that second the, point that you made really made no sense your, to anybody. Your joke in the room. wasn't funny or yep. that didn't make sense to me or you lost me. Does it hurt point. your feelings? At first it did, but I realized that when I start listening to somebody else's input, I understand not everybody thinks like me, so I have to take my time to explain it a little differently in order for them to catch what I'm saying. So it's other people's creativity that helped me in my creative process to make it better and more clear for what other people need to hear. And as we cross that bombshell, as they say on Top Gear, with that that bombshell, (laughs) we're out of time. So if you'd like to get a hold of us, please do hit us up on Facebook. Uh, at the 1330 Podcast on Twitter, 1330 Podcast, or e- email us, 1330podcast at gmail.com. Until next time, it's Brent Bailey. Keith Neighbor. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for joining us for the 1330 Podcast with Brent and Keith. We want to hear from you. Find us on Facebook and Twitter today at 1330podcast or email us directly at 1330podcast at gmail.com. Join us next time for another 13 minutes and 30 seconds geared to change you into the leader that you and those who follow you want you to be.